A look into the future. It's week eight, Monday morning lineup review. Derrick Henry has rushed for 429 yards and four TDs against the hapless Houston Texans rush defense at 69% ownership in the spy. Peter Overzet faded him, much to the delight of the comment. I suffer from a debilitating condition known as atropic shockitis. Peter's one of the greatest depositors I've ever seen. Trust the process. Let's go. Let's go. I got auto match with Levitan. This is bullshit. If I just go the other way in that 66, I win all the money. All the money. If I had 150 lineups, I'd win too. Process over results. Hey everyone. I'm in an oddly good mood this morning, uh, despite getting dusted in DFS yesterday. You know, there there are the weeks where it's just I fucking played bad. You know, you just gotta take the L. Yesterday, I, I wasn't even really upset. I'm, I'm tilted about Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews tilted me bigly. But as far as the chalk smashing in the afternoon, that didn't tilt me at all. If anything, it's nice that those pieces were going late. I guess the tilt is this. Last week, I had my early pieces crush, and then I ate the chalk late. And then, of course, my guy Eno fell, uh, failed, saved all of his juice for Thursday night football. And then, of course, this week, it was the inverse, right? You know, my pieces didn't quite hit early or not enough, fucking Mark Andrews. And so then I had to pivot yesterday. So it's it's just one of those, it's one of those things. It's the GPP life. I see a lot of tilt in the chat. Although some people are in good moods. We got Mr. Mister. We got the exclamation points. GM David, GMs, GMs. Wow, three good mornings from Mr. Mister here. Um, had to bring the old intro back. No, no, no. That's, that's the default intro. I did debut a, a new one on the Block Party Show with JM. Uh, I had it modified, uh, a little Tetris theme there. Pius had a historically bad DFS day for me. Wish I was in an oddly good mood. Yeah, honestly, like, it, this sounds like some hippy-dippy bullshit, but if we're going to play J GPPs every single week and know that most weeks we're going to lose, like, I can't just be miserable, you know, like two days out of my week uh, because I lose. So I'm having a mindset, mindset, why can't I talk? A mindset change this morning. Um, you played Amon Ra in Dak. Yeah, that was brutal. Amon Ra got some heavy steam uh, yesterday and then absolutely brutal to have him leave. With that concussion, Andrew celebrated National Tight End Day a day too early. Whoa, Mr. Mr. No wonder you're in a good, good mood. Two weeks in a row, min cash in the spy. Run good, my brother. Run good. Um, <laughs> down in DFS, but on the positive side, also down on props. You know what? I am finally the bro that gets to say, hey, I lost in DFS, but I'm up in props. Um, for those of you guys who are YouTube members in the Hand Builders and Opto Bros channel, uh, I've been now looking at some early props flagged by OWS, comparing them to some early projections, and actually had a very profitable day with a bunch of the Jimmy G overs in there. So I will try to post those again this week when updated projections come out either later Tuesday or Wednesday. So we can try to uh, get back some of our GPP losses in the prop street. Man, I don't know. I, this is too early for the Brees Hall, man. Th this one actually makes me sick to my stomach and I try to not talk about redacted. I had Brees Hall who I had pivoted to in a couple of my lineups yesterday. 
dude was just going to be the smash of all smashes this year. Uh, really brutal day for injuries. It looks like we might lose DK Metcalf for the season. Obviously, Brees Hall done for the season. Um, Mike Williams has an ankle sprain that looks like it's going to put him out a couple of weeks. You know, Amon Ra back in the concussion protocol. Just a brutal, brutal day. Um, did, 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 did Pete make any money at Rainmakers? I haven't been playing Rainmakers. I thought I was going to min-cash a Rainmakers pack for a second. You know, pull me right back into the Rainmakers streets. And then uh, and then it didn't happen. But let's let's dive into it. I need to pour some coffee. I need to pour some coffee. Nice, smooth pour for this Monday morning here. Yeah, Tony mentioning DraftKings site going down yesterday. That was actually a very kind of frustrating, panicky moments there between uh, we were getting our showdown lineups together and didn't know if we were going to be able to get those uploaded. Part of me was just hoping uh, the site would stay crashed and they would be forced to refund the entire slate. That kind of would have been a good run out. Mm. Always, a, it, I know it's a good day if I get the full approval from Casey here. Pour one out for the best ball homies. Yes, that, that was for Brees Hall on that pour. Look at this. Thank you, Laura. All right, let's start. Let's look at one of this lineup. Man, I, I fucking love this lineup. Um, uh, of course it didn't make a cent. Um, I did get on Daniel Jones late. We talked about it a little on the tilt space, talked about it on the Sunday morning cram. I was having a hard time making builds worked work that I really liked with the expensive quarterbacks. There were so many of these plays I wanted to get in. You know, we had talked about, um, Mark Andrews, Amari Cooper correlation. Um, so yeah, so the starting point for this lineup, Daniel Jones to Wandale Robinson, skinny stack. ETN on the bring back the ETN stuff was a little tilting early. He had a fumble where he was going to score. That was an eight point swing. And then what Tre uh, Trevor Lawrence also scored on a, on a rush attempt from like the one that could easily have been an ETN carry. So this could have been like a 30 plus point day. Um, but obviously feel awesome about this Daniel Jones, ETN and Wandell Robinson also played the Packers defense was able to pay up there. Don't mind that at 2.4%. And then I have this Amari Cooper, Mark Andrews, mini, um, you know, paying up for an expensive mini that, you know, wasn't going to be owned. I still think Mark Andrews at 7.2% is absolutely wild. Um, you know, TTP, trust the process, Skolansky bucks, yada, yada, 0.4 points, fucking four rush yards for Mike Andrews. I mean, my God, my God. So even though I hit the Daniel Jones skinny with the ETN um, at pretty low ownership, I do think, all right, I need to get off of a little chalk. This was the initial lineup in here. See, for those of you who say I wasn't going to play Josh Jacobs, I have definitive proof on the screen. This was the original lineup here. Josh Jacobs, Mike Williams, and MBS. I thought MVS was going, or sorry, I thought uh, Mike Williams was going to be getting a little steam, and I knew I had to get off of Josh Jacobs after the Mark Andrews dud. So we did end up doing a pivot here um, to, it was a Mike Williams, or sorry, I left Mike Williams in there. I just did the one-for-one, one, my bad. I just did the one-for-one one off of uh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs to Brees Hall, um, which honestly, <laughs> I think Brees Hall was headed toward about a 30-point game there. Uh, it wouldn't have been as disastrous, uh, but certainly not the 40-point burger there from Josh Jacobs. So once that Mark Andrews hits, uh, I do get off of Josh Jacobs, which, what, extra 30 points, 167. Do I still even not cash in that scenario? I barely cash. Um, 
I'm like in min cash territory if I play Josh Jacobs, but whatever. We play to win the game. Um, shout out to all the Josh Jacobs slappies who got to keep them in their lineups. Take your bow. Congratulations. You played the most obvious running back play on the slate versus the worst rush defense of all time. Mm. Did Dobbs even play yesterday? Yeah, Dobbs had some bad, bad drops yesterday. That that was not a good look for Dobbs. Um, on the other hand, I'm pretty excited about Wandell Robinson going forward. He looks legit. Another dude who, if you look at his snap rate and route participation and everything, it's shocking that he only had six receptions for 50 yards. He was the object of Daniel Jones's attention that entire game. Hmm. I don't know why people are tilted by by late swap. Like I'm I'm not I'm not tilted that I pivoted off of Josh Jacobs and didn't get him in cash. I mean, see, he was 60% owned in this. I have a bagel from Mark Andrews. Uh, wait a second. Wait a second. Did the person who won the spy not have Josh Jacobs? Holy shit. I didn't even think that was possible yesterday. That is incredible. Kenneth Walker, Derrick Henry, and then in the flex, Juju Smith Schuster. No Josh Jacobs. Look at this. This is this is what I want to do. I want to win the spy without the chalk running back. Incredible. Incredible. But let's see. Josh Jacobs, 55% in that. If you're behind heading into the late 4 p.m. games, when there actually is a ton of good late swap options, even just going to Brees Hall like I did, going to Damian Pierce, you're shaving off, what, 30% ownership, 35%, 40%. But absolutely incredible that first place took this down without – Josh Jacobs. I'm so impressed here. The Burrow uh, double to Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd didn't bring it back because they're sharp. Uh, Get King Henry at 12%. Ott in the punt tight end. Paris Campbell, that was the Taekwon Thornton of this week. Uh, Not the Stone Men, but the Galaxy Brain sub 4K there. 2.3%, 23 points. Um, Nicely correlated there with with Derrick Henry. This is just a nice lineup. Get up to Packers D and then flex Juju Smith-Schuster there. Um, Very nice lineup. Very nice lineup there. Mm. Let's see. Boyd printed cash yesterday. Yeah, I mean, Boyd was not on my radar, partly because I I wasn't on Joe Burrow doubles. I'm trying to think if I would have gotten on Boyd. My guess is not. I probably would have alpha stacked Burrow with Chase and Higgins or done Burrow, one of the wide receivers, and Hayden Hurst probably. I don't know if I would have gotten on Boyd, but just absolute smash play there at 2.6%. I mean, did you guys see that team that was winning the Millie for a while? And I don't know, did they end up holding on to win? It was a Joe Burrow quadruple stack with both Zeke Pollard and the Cowboys defense. What what did someone let me know what that lineup ended up finishing? Mm. Agent says is playing two RBs from the same game in the long term profitable. I usually have a rule that limits me to one running back per game. Could have been way more profitable slate if my Jacobs lineup had Eckler too. Well, those guys weren't in the same game. Are you talking about Kenneth Walker and Eckler? But anyways, I, my my thought on it is there's there's no hard and fast rules. I would say for me, if a running back catches passes, then I think it's completely viable to have them op, um, opposite of another running back. Like Eckler and Kenneth Walker, I think were two examples of two running backs that catch a lot of passes, which means they're not coming off the field. They're going to be in the game in a lot of different scripts. I think if you had a running back like, 
let's say tonight, like Damian Harris and David Montgomery. Like I wouldn't want those two going against each other because if the Bears get up, Damian Harris isn't going to be on the field catching passes. That's that's just generally how I would think about it. How early did Metcalf get hurt? Um, someone let me know. Was that in the second quarter? I want to say, I mean, Marquise Goodwin had a really good game in relief for him. Hmm. Let's see here. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about this lineup. Um, again, very, very, very happy with this lineup. I, when I was looking at, so this lineup projected a little less, this was in the big spy. Um, so I was taking on a little bit more of sacrificing projection, you know, going up to Amari, who was not a big points per dollar value. Um, you're just naturally going to sacrifice some projection here, but overall I felt pretty good about this. I think at the ceiling optimal yesterday was at 207 or no, 212. 212 is what I saw. So I was sacrificing a good amount in this lineup, but for the big spy that has 4,444 entries, I thought that was fine. We can look at this middle spy here. Um, this was another team that I ended up late swapping. So I'll first show this is the team I started with. This was my team in my spreadsheet that projected the best that I had built. It was a Justin Herbert Mike Williams, Austin Eckler with Foster Moreau bring back. So nothing too crazy there. Probably a, a fairly chalky start. But then I thought, all right, can we get unique early? Tony Pollard, Josh Reynolds, mini, and then paying up. Oh, and, and Michael Gallup. So basically saying, can we try to leverage all of the chalky pieces in that game? Chalky Zeke, chalky CD Lamb, and then uh, chalky Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, which sometimes I, I prefer to just root for a game to fail, but this feel felt like a good spot where you could maybe dance around the chalk a bit um, with Paul or Josh Reynolds, Michael Gallup. That obviously flopped horrendously. So once that didn't hit, um, I knew I had to mix it up and I couldn't eat this Herbert Eckler, Kenneth Walker stuff, although I ended up being forced to keep Kenneth Walker with salary. But I did get this to a Mahomes, uh, swapped Mahomes to Mahomes, Scantling, and Kelsey and Kittle, um, which again, not a not a bad swap, gave me a chance here. But Michael Gallup, similar to the Mark Andrews in the first lineup, the the snowflakes there are just not going to get it done. Also, a huge bummer wasting uh, the Titans' defense at four percent for nineteen points. But it was just one of those days where it's like, you know, there's some weeks where Tony Pollard putting up thirteen points, like you could survive that. Um, but I cannot survive. Uh, 1.8 total points combined from Michael Gallup and Josh Reynolds. So this was a desperation Hail Mary, um, even with these guys charging. 30-burger Mahomes, 17 MBS, 15 Kelsey, 21 George Kittle. It just did not matter. 450 places cash here, 724. But again, further proof, guys, I was going to eat some chalk if the chopper didn't fail me. Um Michael Gallup, my God, my man, my God. But yeah, I, I liked this lineup a lot. Again, kind of comparing it against the ceiling optimal. It was only 10 points off the ceiling optimal, but around 70 less ownership percentage points. So this was a lineup. I think I'd even built this one on uh, Saturday night and I kind of kept it stashed away. And then I kept fiddling with lineups, fiddling with lineups. And I was like, I think this is my best lineup. Um, but that's how it goes. That is funny. 15 is a snowflake for Kelsey. Yeah, so the, the, the snowflakes are talent and cost-adjusted, apparently. 
Purple Yosh had the KC San Francisco game save my day, pulled off sixth in the ETR contest. Congratulations. Congratulations. Are we out on Pitts until he has at least a 20-point game? I mean, th this Pitts stuff is crazy. I want to pull up a tweet that I saw Sam Hoppin had this morning that just kind of illustrates how insane this is. Um, where was this tweet? Here you go. Atlanta Falcons use the fourth Overall pick on a pass-catching tight end, Kyle Pitts. Use the eighth overall pick on wide receiver, Drake London. Throw 13 times for a combined six times to the above two players in favor of giving carries to a fifth-round running back at a full game of a negative game script. Just truly mind-blowing stuff. Truly. I got to pull it. I had a link to in the newsletter. Let me see. Uh, it was another absurd... Um, Atlanta Falcons nugget here, I think from Dwayne. Listen to this shit. The Falcons offense trailed by seven or more points on 100% of their snaps today. They dropped back to pass on 45% of those plays. The NFL average this season is 72% in that scenario. <laughs> Our whole thing was, oh, maybe the Falcons will finally be forced into a negative game script when they have to pass. And Arthur Smith said, no, 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 not so fast. Drop back to pass 45% of their plays while trailing this entire game. Absolutely disgusting shit. Totally disgusting shit. Did first place in this one get away without having Josh Jacobs? No. No, no, no. Joe Burrow to Chase and Boyd. So it was last week, it was the dominant strategy was the alpha, Joe Burrow alpha stack to Chase with no bring back. This week, it was the Joe Burrow double stack with no bring back. Chalk running backs does get a little Greg Dolchich, Brees Hall, and the Jets defense in there, which again makes sense. When you hit this Burrow, Chase, Boyd, you could definitely let some of this ride. And even had the, the Brandon Ayuk there at 5.7%. I'm surprised they didn't fiddle this around. I think the temptation would have been to go, what, Tyler Lockett here at 5,800 would have been kind of like the chalk optimal play in that in that price range. Um so it looks like no no late swapping, no touching anything here, just letting this one rip. Scott Nicholas, 50K, tip of the cap. Hmm. What? Dip, you had 35% Paris Campbell and didn't win anything? God, DFS is gross. DFS is so sick. So sick. Ooh, this is a good question. When you flipped the cards and saw ownership, did anything surprise you yesterday? Honestly, there weren't a ton of surprises. I feel like the ownership projections were pretty spot on yesterday. I think, you know, we could feel some of the steam on players like Amon Ra, St. Brown. Uh, what did what did Gallup end up being here? Michael Gallup at 15%. I that's that's probably a bad play at 15%. Um, there weren't a ton of huge surprises for me. We knew that in small field stuff, Josh Jacobs, Jets D were going to come in much higher. Um I don't know if there were any huge surprises. Let me know in the chat. Is there uh, were there any big ownership ones that I was forgetting? I can tab through a few teams and see if there's anything surprising here. Kenyon Drake at six percent. I guess that's surprising. Um, Eckler at only twenty three point five percent. I guess when there was so much running back value in the mid sixes, um, I thought he would be a little higher. T Higgins at twenty three percent. 
Um, no, he was he was popping there too. I don't I don't see a ton of surprises. We knew that the tight ends were all going to kind of spread each other out because you had Moreau, Dolchich, and uh, Kate Otten down there. I, I honestly can't think of any major surprises here. Yeah, as Mookie says, own projections were spot on yesterday. It is a reminder, like, we are so susceptible to recency bias, and after, like, one week, we're like, oh, ownership projections suck now, and then it's a week like this where we can't even think of one ownership projection that was super far off. Good morning, Drew. Just, uh, you do have to start from the beginning and watch it at 2.5x speed until you catch up. Dolchich dropped to 7.4% in the milli. That makes sense to me, too. I mean, people weren't, I mean, after Russell Wilson was ruled out, and that total dropped what seven points. And I think the the only thing was you know Brees Hall and Jets D were the only things that were attractive to people. Maybe Brees Hall Brees Hall's ownership was slightly surprising at seventeen percent. And my my thing on that was because so many people were using Jets D. I think he was coming along for the ride in the same way when say C D Lamb is the chalk wide receiver. He probably pulls Dak along a little more than he otherwise would be. I think the same thing probably happened with Brees Hall, where if the Jets weren't the smash defensive play, I bet you Brees Hall is a little bit lower. But people love that uh, that running back DST correlation. What was Everett's own? This is a good question. I am curious about that as well. Can we find? Oh, here we go. First click. 13.8%. Yeah, and he was the other one down there. So it was Everett. Moreau, Otten, and Dolchich were all in that 10 to 15% range, which is what allowed, you know, Mark Andrews to come in at 7%. Kelsey, what did I, what did I end up getting Kelsey at on this one? So Kelsey comes in at 7% too. Yeah. Getting up to those elite tight ends on tight end day, nonetheless, um, seemed good. Tidid says, Peter, I feel like having someone like Jacobs isn't necessarily awful in large fields since we can differentiate in other spots. Totally. I just showed you. I just showed you uh, one of my lineups that had Jacobs. I really thought yesterday the Jacobs thing was really easy. If your early pieces hit, you play Jacobs. If your early pieces don't hit, you don't play Jacobs. Like it really was that cut and dry. Like the difficult spot is when, and we were talking about this on Tilt Space with Leone, is if the Raiders were going at one o'clock. Then it fucking sucks because I probably fade it and then he buries you early. But when you have it late, you know exactly what you have to do. The decision is made for you. Thank God Derrick Henry is late next week. Did Jacobs have 2.4 DK points at the half? Did he? I thought he had a touchdown in the first half. I could be wrong, but I thought he started piling up points in the first half. Um... How much are you trying to get from a 7K wide receiver to hit GPP? I mean, there's always the conventional wisdom that you're trying to get somewhere between 4 to 5X. I think it also depends on how owned they are. Um, 7K wide receiver, Mike Williams, I don't know. If we're going to toss out a number, I'd say I'd need at least like 25 from him to pay off that price tag. Yeah, we should check out the uh, the Deposit Kingdom here. Uh, Red CYC, 
sixth in the deposit kingdom. Let's see. The deposit kingdom is where we could always look at uh, very funny ownership percentages here. So we do get uh, Kenneth Walker and Josh Jacobs still popular, but not quite the 55%. Um, so, you know, a good chunk of the deposit kingdom gets to keep their GPP bro cards. Look at this. This is fucking sick. I love this. Garrett Wilson in this lineup that ships here. Uh, shout out to Willis1358. Jets defense. So we have a Burrow Chase Skinny. Okay, didn't even have to have uh, Chase or uh, Boyd, which is definitely what happens when you're in a contest that is only 375 entries. Which, by the way, by the way, we did fill this on Friday. Thank you for you know salvaging my reputation and my relationship with my quasi DK rep. We'll see if we can get it back up to 400 this week. If this is your first time watching, I post this link in the Deposit Kingdom Discord in the announcement section every Tuesday. Get in there, fill it up. We can keep making it hashtag bigger. But shout out here to Willis. Very nice team uh, with the chalk running backs, Walker, Jacobs, and Eckler. But some little... Uh, see, now this is an interesting spot here for Willis because you have Alec Pierce going early doesn't do much, but I guess you have so much going late and then you hit on the Burrow chase. I probably let that ride too. Burrow at only 11 and a half percent chase at 8.8% combining for what 80 points. Um, I think you could definitely let that ride there. Nice team. Nice team. Godlike also had the Burrow. See, and, and this is the nice thing about playing smaller field tournaments is you can get away with a Kyle Pitts bring back, right? You can do a Burrow, Chase, Higgins, trust the correlation. It doesn't matter. Even with Higgins and Kyle Pitts underperforming, just getting the points captured from two of that block is so huge. Josh Jacobs, ETN Jr., nice play. Uh, and Kenneth Walker, Jets D. TD, wait a second. Wait a second, TD. TD played CD Lamb in his flex with Mecole Hardman going late td what do we call that that's a no-no look at this like we can't even celebrate this fourth place finish sure did did td a pillar of our deposit kingdom community did he turn ten dollars into a hundred absolutely but there's going to be an asterisk next to it because he burned his flex early this is actually disgusting behavior i want to know td did you hand build this lineup are you using an optimizer I, I need to know how this happens. This is, you know, as far as things that embarrass me in this community, number one is not filling the Deposit Kingdom tournament. Number two is burning your flex on an early guy. I mean, guys, like, what are we even doing? Have we even learned anything here? I think I'm going to have to kick TD from the Discord at least for a week. Just kind of really have him think long and hard about what he did here. And honestly, TD, I think you should do what Robbie did at the Hustler Casino and give the money back to Garrett. I think I think you should give the money back to DraftKings. Um, I know I, I think you live in New England, Upper New England area. I think you should drive down to the Boston offices, TD. I think you should write a check out for a hundred dollars and say, "Look, process over results." I care about doing things the right way. If we do this slate, we play this slate out over a hundred times. Me burning my flex early is ultimately going to be the downfall of my bankroll. And to teach myself this lesson, I am going to write 
a check directly to you, Mr. Robbins. Jason Robbins, $100.00 memo. I fucked up. I won't let it happen again. Signed, TD Marquise, fraud, GPP, bro. Mm. That's what happens. Accountability around here. You burn your flex, you get doxxed. Anyone else want their lineup reviewed in this? Red, oh, Red CYC uh, was for, ooh, I love it. The Jimmy Garoppolo. Look at this. Okay. Oh, this is a sick lineup. This is sick. You start Foreman and Panthers D early. Panthers D, dude, what a sick play. I fucking love this lineup. This is just fucking putting your nutsack right on the table. Panthers D at 1.6%, 2,200 correlated with Deontay Foreman at 4K. 6,200 spent to get 27 and a half points. And then you just rip it in late. You eat the Jacobs and Kenneth Walker because you have this sick Jimmy Garoppolo, Debo Ayuk. It barely even hits. Garoppolo 21, Debo 9, Ayuk 15. Bring it back with Kelsey and Hardman. God damn, this is, this is the best lineup I have seen from week seven. This lineup is sick. Well done. Like not even, not even being ironic here. This is a sick lineup. I absolutely love it. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm, I'm in awe. This is gorgeous. The, the Panthers defense play correlated with Deontay Foreman. I had given, I had given Deontay Foreman and Gus Edwards a little bit of a look. More so Gus Edwards. I had built a Lamar Jackson lineup where I did Lamar, Gus, and Andrews. Obviously, that wouldn't have worked out. But I had given Gus a look. I had not given Foreman a long look. And I certainly had not given the Foreman and Panthers D correlation a look. That is some beautiful GPP galaxy brain there. I need more coffee. Um, someone want, uh, Brady wants his lineup reviewed in 246th place. Where is this? All right, here you go, B. Sandy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, Brady to Mike Evans and Cade Otten. Uh, no DJ Moore bring back. Come on. If we're not, if we're not doing Tom Brady doubles with the DJ Moore bring back, what are we even doing here? Um, Giants defense. Ooh, Rashad Bateman. All, all early players. Look at this guy just ripping it in, in the 1 PM says, I have no need for this for it. Did B Sandy. Did you think this was a 1 PM only contest? I, I mean, I won't, I won't judge you. I won't make you head down to DraftKings and offer an apology like I am with TD, but just be honest. Be completely honest. Did you think this was a 1 p.m. only contest? I'm just asking. I just really want to know here. Man, I should have stuck with uh, JM talked about Donovan Peoples-Jones. What would I have done with the money on this one? If I had done Donovan Peoples-Jones instead of Amari Cooper and saved myself what? How much money would I have saved myself? 4,160. I would have saved myself 2K. What would I have done with that 2K? What would I have probably gotten up from Daniel Jones? <laughs> no, I mean, what, what would I have even done? I would have had more money late. I guess I'd probably get to Devontae Adams. That's what I probably do. 
I probably get Mike Williams to Devonte Adams late is what I do if I ha- if I go down from Amari Cooper to Donovan Peoples Jones. Pius wants to be punished. Look at you guys. You guys are in a S and M kind of mood this morning. Normally, it's an ASMR mood with the coffee pour. Wow. Oh man. See, I saw this. Oh God. This is so tilting. This is where someone says, "Hey, Pius, Joe Burrow double stack." At least you were directionally accurate. The least comforting words of all time in the DFS world. At least you were directionally accurate. Holy shit. Joe Burrow, T Higgins, Hayden Hurst with the Drake London bring back. Oh my God, the pain. The pain. Holy shit. Romeo Dobbs, Snowflake. Zeke Elliott and Eckler. Matt Collins. Okay. Matt Collins, pretty sick at 0.3%. Was that a late swap? Buccaneers defense, one point. Oh, my God. Can you imagine finding 3,900 in the couch cushions for the Buccaneers defense and they get you one point? Holy shit. I now see why you wanted me to look at this lineup. This thing is fucking max pain. Just max pain all around. I wouldn't have played that. Uh, yeah, I would not have played Eckler in this lineup late. I would have, I would have gotten up to, uh, to Devontae Adams, I think. Josh is happy with his ownership in 150th place. Let's see here. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, Aaron Jones at 2.9%. Okay, that's pretty sick. Doing the Justin Herbert mega stack here. Herbert, Mike Williams, uh, Everett with the Lockett and Kenneth Walker bring back. Ooh, look at this little mini correlation. Aaron Jones, Curtis Samuel. Not bad, not bad. Corey Davis at 4,700. Was that a pivot? Why aren't we just playing MVS there? I like it. I mean, pretty gal brain. Falcons defense, my God, minus one. I think we had Falcons D in one of our tilt space lineups. Uh, easy. Yeah, we should talk about this because I, I wasn't playing Burrow doubles either. Easy says, good or bad process that I wrote off Burrow doubles because I didn't think Atlanta would push them. Our bringbacks dead in the year. See, I, I wrote off Burrow doubles because I couldn't figure out the ownership. Um, I thought Burrow and Higgins were going to be very popular. Um, I guess uh, it would have led you directly to, you know, Burrow, uh, Chase, and, and Boyd as a fucking low-owned alpha stack there. But I don't I don't think you have to force the bringbacks. Or, like, if you if you have the a spot that you like, I really don't think you need to force it. I, I don't think that was bad thought process, though. I mean, how does how – does, it's really unfathomable to think that the game script you want to happen if you use a Falcons bring back happens and then they still don't fucking throw the ball. I mean, Arthur Smith, take your correlation matrix, your beautiful little correlation matrix, and Arthur Smith just fucking rips it to pieces. Um, I do think we've learned our lesson on the Falcons now that if you're going to bring it back, you bring it back with Tyler Algier or you don't bring it back at all. Um but I guess I would say I don't think you should shy away from ripping it in without a bring back because we've been doing that with um, the Ravens. You can do it with the Eagles. I think there's a few teams that are fine. I mean, we've done it with the Bills before. We've done it with the Chiefs. I definitely don't think you have to force the bring backs. I, I just got off of it because I, I had a hard time figuring out that ownership where it was Burrow, Mixon, 
Chase and Higgins were all projecting over 11 to 12% ownership yesterday. And I was just like, do I try to dance around this or put this around or do I just find a better spot? And I decided I was going to find a better spot. Obviously that was misguided. Um, but it is what it is. Arthur Smith bringbacks are dead. Stubbornness index needs per team before looking at the bringbacks. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, though, the, honestly, the way I think about it too, when I'm fiddling around with builds, um, you know, if, if a piece fits and you're going to break your tie in favor of the bringback, I think it makes total sense. I think where maybe what we're seeing too here, right, is some of the other spots that are hitting. We have like the alpha stacks or the double stacks without the bringbacks hitting, but then we also have like the mega game stacks hitting. Um, and it's almost like middling it is where you get in trouble. Where like, if you do identify that game that goes off that Ravens Baltimore game from what was that week three, and you just want every fucking piece in it, similar to that chiefs in KC game where it's almost like I'd rather alpha stack it or double stack without a bring back or just go fucking all in on the game. Austin, um, we are here doing a little GPP therapy. Austin had Amon Ra and Hall both go down early. Yeah, it was it was brutal. Um, if you had any of the the Gallup stuff, anything on the Lions yesterday, obviously the Mark Andrews stuff, the Lamar stuff, a lot of stuff early. Just uh, what's the gif of the guy, the Asian guy, closing his laptop and uh, throwing it out the window? There was a lot of that yesterday. Um, what else are we going to look at here? Okay. All right. Here's the thing. So I decided to continue the bit of putting a ceiling optimal in the spy. I fucked it up though. Here's how I fucked it up. Instead of just running the true ceiling optimal, which I shared, which was a galaxy brain fucking Daniel Jones skinny, not even a skinny, sorry, a Daniel Jones one-off with four chargers in it. I decided to go down a few and find one that looked like more of a game stack. So I had, this is the one I put in the baby spy. This one's super small. Uh, how many entries? 555, 5K to first. So I put in the Geno Smith to DK Metcalf um, and Kenneth Walker with Eckler coming back. And then it had both Lamb and Gallup in it. Kate Otten, Jets defense. Didn't cash. So I just want, I just want to say... To, all, to everyone saying, just play the best plays. Th this, this is the counterpoint. You have Kenneth Walker, Josh Jacobs, and Austin Eckler. But if you get 10.6 points combined from your two uh, Cowboys, it doesn't matter. You don't win. The chalk savants, they're good enough to know that they can eat the Kenneth Walker, Josh Jacobs, and Austin Eckler chalk, but also so smart that they know not to play the CeeDee Lamb chalk. That's what's incredible about these chalk savants. They just know. They just have this intuition, this innate, preternatural talent of how to identify good chalk and back chalk. And I'm just in constant awe of their ability to do it. Cautionary tale. Cautionary tale for all for hashtag play the best plays. Oh. 
David sent went so off the board with a 2% Jamal Williams when it should have been Jacobs all along. I mean, not to beat a dead horse here again, but I think playing Jamal Williams at 2% was a sharp play. Uh, no one was talking about him all week. Everyone assumed DeAndre Swift was going to play. I mean, I was building a lot of my lines with Eckler in the flex or Josh Jacobs in there. Like, I don't think it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive with the late swap stuff, right? It's not Jamal Williams or Josh Jacobs. It's leaving the 65, 6,600 in your flex. So if Jamal Williams goes for 25, then you can play Josh Jacobs. Look at this. Did someone, was it you who mentioned Barrios on the cram stream yesterday, Jason? Jason had, he had won a ticket into the 4444 uh, and eked out a min cash. So congratulations to Jason um, on Galaxy Braining Braxton Barrios. We've been pouring it out, man. We've been pouring it out. I'm almost out of coffee. Brees Hall draining all my coffee. Uh, what else are we going to look at here? Is there anything else? Should we uh, we look at the Sims for tonight? Little peek. Little peek at this gross New England game. Boots on the ground, guys. It is rainy here. Took a peek out my window. Drizzly. I don't live too far from Foxborough. Boots on the ground. Should, should I become a meteorologist for tonight? Head down to the stadium. Let you know how much you should be tweaking your models for a moderate drizzle. Mm. What do we got? Oh, Jesus. New England, eight and a half point home favorites. My God. My God. Damian Harris supposed to be back tonight, but Ramondre still popping. Look at this. Ramondre Stevenson, 17.6. Percent optimal captain rate. Some other contenders, Mac and Fields, Jacoby up there. Look at Cairo Santos, man. The Sims fucking love the kickers this year. 40% flex rate for Cairo Santos. Nick Folk down there at 35%. Gonna be a kicker and defense kind of game. What are these looking at? Right off the rip, a Damian Harris captain lineup. Ooh, ooh. See this product owned here? This looks like a chalky night. Who who do we get to Galaxy Brain? Who do we get to Galaxy Brain tonight to get off this? ESB? Dante Pettis? Janu? Okay. Who the fuck is Trayvon Wesco? Would you like to short Cole Komet? Trayvon Wesco might be your guy. Kari Blasengame, Velas Jones, Ryan Griffin, Treston Ebner, Raleigh Webb. Raleigh Webb. Is that the most New England-sounding wide receiver you've ever heard? Not since Chris Hogan, former lacrosse player, has there been a more Julian Edelman motherfucker than Riley Webb. Beautiful. Yeah. Doesn't look like a lot of sneaky stuff, Willis, in these most frequented Sims. I will later today in the Hand Builders and Opto Bros channel in the Discord, I'll post the leverage plays. Um, every showdown slate, I look at ownership across a few different sites. I check uh, ETRs, OWSs, uh, Stochastics, and then compare them against the Sims 
so you can see which plays are perhaps being overused or underused based on how frequently they are appearing in those optimal lineups. So if you guys would like access to those, I'll also be sharing um, early underdog props um, that you can round robin. I'll have that tomorrow. All kinds of good stuff going down in the Hand Builders and Optobros channel. If you guys would like to become a YouTube member, that will unlock that, as well as the Sunday morning crams every Sunday at 10.30. I appreciate you guys. I am going to head out for now. Looking forward to being back here a week from today where Derrick Henry will have just shoved it down our throat. I honestly can't wait. It's the joy. It's the highlight of my week. Enjoy your Mondays. We'll see you next time.